Welcome back, you guys. This is episode 59 of Bitches Love Brunch, and y'all know who this is. <laughs> Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, hey everybody. Girl, hey. We are back and excited to be back because we got plenty of time on our hands these days. Yes. Welcome back. I hope everyone's safe. I hope everyone's healthy. I hope everyone is cleansed. Mm-hmm. um in this in this quarantine so i'm just glad we made it i'm actually glad that um we're recording today we were supposed to record yesterday but i'm actually pretty glad we're recording today since i was hungover from our virtual happy hour yesterday that wasn't even a happy hour that was a oh, that was yesterday or friday night friday friday night that was that was a whole club scene okay maybe it feels scene. like it was yesterday because I skipped yesterday and because we also of up till four in the morning, my time. <laughs> yeah, it got real, but no, real. happy to be here. Happy um, to be safe. Yes. So before we get into all that, because that'll be a part of our topic for today, um, let's do a quick recap. Episode fifty-eight, we talked about um, if someone were to propose to you and you said no, does that mean that the relationship is over? And Kiana knows from experience. Y'all gathered that. (laughs) Um, And we also talked about when to disclose sexuality, um, which led into a really good conversation between Kiana and I. And then we actually had a conversation with a friend of ours after Mm -hmm. the fact that we really wish we would have recorded. But here we are. Um, If you haven't already, check out episode 58. Go ahead and catch up because we know y'all got nothing but time on your hands. Right. what y'all doing in that? <laughs> Listening to us, as you should be. So, shout out to that. Anything you want to add about episode 58? You have any of your favorite nuggets that you can remember? Because it feels like forever ago. No, nothing that I really remember. I would love, like like you said, um, we talked to our friend Dre. Dre's actually a friend of the show, because Dre has been on the show, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can have Dre come back at some point. He had a very interesting perspective, and it was it was a fruit conversation so I think that was like my favorite thing was what happened from that conversation with Spark after from show. Mm-hmm. yeah after the after. so yeah but no that was that was all it was a good recap though memory sharp now that we in the house girl a little less congested <laughs> that is a fact that is a, <laughs> a little less a congested well we won't um belabor that part then because we do have a guest here today with us um so we want to let her introduce herself this is a friend of kiana's i believe from grad school yes Um, so i'll let them i'll let them do that but we will also love for her to introduce herself so we'll we'll go there Hey y'all, my name is Nikki, also known as Pretty Nikki, and I am a plus size influencer slash curvy YouTuber. Um, That's that's about it. That's that's who I am right now. (laughs) It might change next week. That's who I am right now. (laughs) You know what? Things are changing every day around here, so 
Facts. That's facts. Facts. That's exactly it. But no, we're happy to have you. And I'm so ex- excited to see you and to spend time with you. We connected um, when we were in grad school, which feels like yesterday, but it's been a few years because we graduated. Mm-hmm. I graduated 2016. When did you graduate? 2015? No, it was 16 too. 16 too. Okay, so yeah. it was Kristen who had graduated the year before. So yeah, we were all there together. That short two period time mm-hmm. it went by so fast. But yeah, I'm happy to see you. Yes, it's so good to to be a part of this. I'm excited. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank All right, you. before we dive in even further, because I'm going to let Kiana um, kick off the topics and, and run the rest of this, we're going to pass that mimosa real quick. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like I'm the only one drinking right now, and there ain't no shame in my game. Um, but I have, been <laughs> drinking, I have been drinking since, was I drinking this Friday? I think I drank this Friday. Or did I not drink? Fr- I didn't drink Friday. I, I was gonna say I didn't see you take a shot on on the the party that we were because I, I I um partook is that it and other things <laughs> anyway today you I'm drinking you were, uh, it was still valued yep um I am drinking a rose ale bubbles rose ale which is like one of my favorite go to cider ish drinks because I'm not a beer drinker so. That's what I'm having. I've been drinking it in a wine glass to keep it classy and also to not <laughs> drink out of cans because Corona. Um, yes. So, yeah. Are you ladies drinking anything? Um, she probably I am drinking some kombucha right now just because I just I need to get it get it right. I have this past week. Um, I wasn't living my best life. I was living OK life, but it wasn't my best life. So. She needs to come back around and cleanse it on out. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Some good old quality H2O. Good for you. Room you can never be wrong with that. Because when you leave this quarantine, your skin will be flawless. You and right. I got that you together know. as well, too. You got it. Yes. You know, on, you can right do there with you. Yes. you can do <laughs> Let's do We're showing each other our water bottles, guys. Yeah, we so. are. We are showing each other our water bottles. <laughs> That's guys. why everybody's getting excited over water. All righty. Well, Kiana, you want to um, go ahead and kick us off with our first and most current topic? I'm going to actually give you the affirmation before that. Oh, yeah, you sure are. No worries. No worries, girl. So I'm going to give you guys the affirmation um, for the show today. And it is quite simple. And it is that your attitude is your choice. Period. Mm. Your attitude is your choice. And I thought that that would be appropriate uh, for today, especially as we talk about surviving the coronavirus. Um, There's so many of us who are indoors. Actually, that's not even so many of us. All of us are indoors. And that's not even a generalization. Everybody should be indoors and doing their part. But I really wanted to you know, broaden the conversation about what is transpiring while we're all indoors in terms of the coronavirus. So I know that all elements of our lives have been impacted and I just wanted to take time to talk to you guys. And I thought some of the areas that I think people could feel it the most, um, I picked five areas, but I decided that we could talk about one. We could all pick one together and talk about how our lives have been, you know, impacted with the coronavirus 
in these respects. So I thought about how people could be struggling spiritually while um, inside and quarantine for the next 14 days or 10 days, depending on where you are, um, mentally, financially, physically. So what areas do what areas do you guys want to talk about? What do you think what you, you would want to share with others? I mean, I think it's such a broad conversation, but, or not broad conversation, but you could go anywhere with any of those. I would really like to hear from um, Nikki. One, because I think we're, not I think, we're all in different cities. Um, So Kiana and I know a little bit about where each other is or whatever. Nikki, I'd like to hear from you in terms of location. Mm-hmm. Um, how some of those things that Kiana mentioned, like what are those things that are sticking out for you based on where you are? Yeah. So it's funny because like when I was talking to Kiana yesterday, we as a transplant, I'm in New Jersey, uh, mm-hmm. right outside of Philly. So it's like Cherry Hill, New Jersey area. Um, but as a transplant, like social distancing is my norm. So it's like, this is nothing new, except for the fact that like, if I do want to go out, I don't have the option anymore, which mm-hmm. is rare. Cause like, I really don't be wanting to go out for real. But, um, I will say like recently I had started going back to the gym. So not having access to that has been like, okay, let me get this home workout popping or I can sit on the couch and watch all Americans. So that's probably what I'm gonna do. That's <laughs> yeah. But I have like, I have seen like a lot of people doing like workouts on like Instagram live and stuff like that. Like uh, one of my homegirls, she's like a personal trainer in LA and she has like a boot camp every week. And instead of doing it in Runyon, like she did it in her living room. So I joined yeah. that. Um, so I feel like technology has kind of helped us in a lot of ways with a lot of the things that we're used to doing. But I definitely will say like, there's not a, a square of toilet paper in any store near me at all whatsoever, which is like ridiculous. Um, but I, I mean, physically the workout thing has been impactful mentally. I think I'm in a good space. Cause like I said, it's, it's, uh, this is what I'm used to spiritually, I've, you know, just been streaming church and things like that. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who does struggle, I can under, I can see where mm-hmm. this would be like, it would be hard for them. Like mm-hmm. it's not personally an issue for me, but I can definitely see how, if somebody isn't good with being isolated, like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be healthy for them to be in this place. No, that's for sure. Yeah. The physical thing, that's something that I've been struggling with too. I actually went on a run today because last week and I, and I'm pretty good with going to the gym, but I like, like you as a transplant, um, I have a routine and I work from home 100% of the time too. So I'm used to breaking up my day, going to the gym when I need to, coming back home. And that's been really big for me in that I feel like I haven't wanted to work out because my environment hasn't changed. I've just been in the house. And I literally had to move some of my workout stuff into my second bedroom um, so that I could separate, you know, actually, you know, disconnecting like, oh, this is where I work and where I live. And I have to do every single thing here now. And then today I pushed myself to go outdoors and run because I was just like, you're going to have to, you got to find something else to do. You're not just going to do nothing. Right. And so I've, that, that's been a struggle for me too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've struggled yet. Um, <laughs> I think the... Mm, Physically or just period? Period. 
Um, I think from 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 the points that you mentioned, Kiana, for me, the biggest adjustment has been, um, I think you guys know this, yeah, because I was out of town. The biggest adjustment has been that I was actually on vacation the week that all of this really started to come down the pipe. So I wasn't home. Um, and then we got, you know, word that it was getting more uh, serious. Um, so decided to come home a little early. The biggest adjustment for me has been I work in HR and the type of work that I do is around um, organizational culture. So by the time Sunday, so a week ago today, we let our staff know then that we were we would be requiring them to work from home. So it's been a little bit more of a challenge for me because I don't have that um, face-to-face interaction to know how my staff is feeling, how they're doing, um, so that I can properly support them. Um, now, granted, I have uh, some some great colleagues that I'm on, you know, leadership team with, where they, you know, they're looping me in, they're giving me the feedback, asking me, you know, what type of resources we can give to our mm-hmm. staff. But I think for somebody who um, <laughs> prefers not to interact. Mm-hmm. But I have to for my job. Um, that has been the thing that kind of has been at the forefront of my mind because I've been balancing catching up from being out for over a week, jumping into responding to this crisis to support our community and our staff, um, while all the while trying to do my regular day to day work that I haven't even touched yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is probably where I have struggled the most. And, you know, I had that conversation with my boss who like, look, <laughs> sis is a little overwhelmed from a workload right now because we got to prioritize these things. But physically, um, I'm in the house anyway. <laughs> this is what I do. I don't like to people too much. Yeah. Um, I have all the workout stuff that I need, you know, here at home. Um, have I been using it like I need to? Yeah, could be a little better. Right. Um, everything that we need, you got this body weight, that body weight alone. Yeah. Right. Right. exactly what you need. And I think also because I have had the opportunity to be outside of the house for those essential things here and there. And so it hasn't mm-hmm. been unlike what I've already been doing. Um, but I have been telling a couple people, catch me at the end of this week. Then check yeah. in because it might be a little right. different. Because by that point for me, it would be three weeks of being in the house. One was by choice, <laughs> you know what I mean. But when you're like told you can't do something, I think that's where it starts to get people. Were just like, yeah, I may be an introvert, but now I'm being told I can't do anything. Right. People need that socialization to keep them going. So right. I'm also not a people person, but the uh, aspect of my job requires me to be a people person. As you guys know, I travel for work, so it's completely shifted my job 100% of the time. So the aspect of life where I do have to be a people person, I can't get those indulgence as much as I still like as an introvert, because I I, I call myself a a social introvert. Like I turn it on and turn it off when need be, but... It's all about how you recharge, and I prefer to do that alone. <laughs> but yeah, my my the my the landscape of my job has completely shifted um, because of that. Because a portion of my job, like I said, is travel, and with travel being suspended, you know that anxiety too is just like, mm-hmm. oh well, that's an element of my job that we're no longer doing, and we had a spring travel season, so it's like that that's completely out of the window. Even a conference that I was supposed to speak at, why? 
while we were in New Orleans, like I wasn't able to do that too. So it, it's been, things look the same. Like my life pretty much looks similar, but the feelings of it have shifted. And I can feel the emotional impact of what's going on right now. And I can feel it from the people around the world too. Like also you can, you can see how some people are fearful. You can see how some people have equipped themselves to educate themselves. You can see how some people just don't care. Some people, you know, just to watch how everybody is reacting to this global pandemic has been very interesting too. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself. Has it impacted anybody romantically? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. She's like, oh, no. What's that? (laughs) Girl, I feel you. I feel you. Now, DM's been popping, but not with you want, though. That's the problem. You said what? Not with the one you want? Uh-uh. Okay. So let me ask you this real quick. I'm going to answer that question, too, because I do want to answer mm-hmm. it. But I want to ask you a question about these DMs. Do Okay, so my thing is when a guy is trying to initiate conversation with me, I think that it's a cop-out to go through a DM. I think that if you ask my number, I'm cool with it, and then we can engage. But have we gotten to the point where it's completely okay for a guy just to approach you in the DMs? You can... I know some people have started relationships that way. Do y'all have a preference? Like, do you just want to engage in a DM or do you want somebody to extend communication off of social media? I I prefer the DM because I don't want having my number. It's a little too personal. And I don't, if I don't know you like that, it's like, I'm not just going to give out. It literally just happened the other day that this guy was like, here's my number. Call me. And I was like, nah, let's just keep it here. Well, (laughs) I was like, I don't give my number out over, like, on Instagram. I do, but not to him. And um, he was like, well, okay, you don't have to give it to me, but you can just call my number and then I'll have yours. Wait, what? No, like... Same thing. <laughs> the answer yeah. is no. Like, I told him, sorry, yeah. that I'm not interested in a long-distance relationship, like, all of the above, but I just would rather keep it there. So if I lose interest, it's easier to just cut that off as opposed to, like... Mm-hmm having to be bothered with a phone call or having to block your number and all of the, but like, it's just too much. I'd rather just keep it, keep it on social. And then if I don't feel like being social, I don't have to socialize. (laughs) I agree. Like, I don't mind the initiation of it. Like if somebody reaches out, like, and it depends on who it is. So if like, if it's like a rando, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but like I said, it depends on who it is, but I don't know. I don't mind somebody initiating through a DM. Um, and I really love what Nikki said in terms of like keeping it there. Cause I've even done that in terms of like online dating or, you know, in the apps, which mm-hmm. is like, we going to keep it here for a while. Um, I'm yeah. also really particular when, and I shouldn't be, but actually I can be, but whatever. Um, like when a guy's like, Oh, here's my number. Call me. I am a lady. Right. If anything, you can ask me for my number. You know, you. you can initiate that, you know, that type of thing. You reach out so on and so forth. But I don't mind an initiation there. I wouldn't want to keep it there because if it stays there, then to me, it kind of like raises a flag as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't mind it starting there. You know, I'm, Nikki, I'm glad I said something because I didn't, and you, Courtney, too, because you agree with her. I never thought about it from that point. Like, I don't really want you 
to have my personal information. So let's just leave it here. Me personally, I find it annoying because I think that it's invasive. I feel like you are trying to request personal time for me that I never gave you access to. So you just slid in my DM like, damn, like you're not just go, you know what I mean? Like where, yeah. where's the work? Like you, you think you can just ease into this? Why do you think you should just be able to quickly access me in this way? So I think I get caught up there. And then after that, I just can't see anything moving forward. See, I think so- I've given my number out. Like I've given it out through the DMs. And then like, as soon as they got it, Somebody tried to FaceTime me, and I'm like, that's, that's too that's much so, to quit. Like, like, you can't just, you can't just, I'm not one of the people you just FaceTime. Like, I got to be prepared for that. Like, <laughs> and the fact that I don't know you, like, what we FaceTiming for? Like, I, I just thought it was weird that I'm just like, yeah, I ain't going to do that unless it's somebody that I'm, like, really interested in. Like, right. other than that, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so, Kiana, in these times, because nobody's mm-hmm. going anywhere... <laughs> How would you how would you then prefer that interaction to go if somebody was interested and they saw you on social media? Like I said, I think it's okay for the initiation, but we're not about to live there. I feel like at some point, I feel like there is a level of effort that should be required for somebody to pursue you. And I think it goes vice versa. I really do. And I just think that social media requires a lot less effort. I can see that. I feel what you say. I, I don't, uh, it's just like I feel violated when people get close <laughs> too quick, too soon. Like you don't know me like that. Like mm-hmm. no. Nah. But also, that's not for me. That's I'm not also saying that I'm just the person who is just like, hey, nice to meet you. Here go my number. Text me. Right. I still want to have a level of comfort with you before I give out my phone number. I'm just saying we can't live in this space because you will need to put forth some effort. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause you skip that effort part just by going to somebody's page, seeing their pictures. Like, right. I just, I'm just like, what do you think I'm just supposed to hand me over to you? <laughs> See, and maybe it's because of like the types of messages that you're receiving, because to me that is, I wouldn't necessarily call it effort, by any means, but it is like a step because this is your first point of access to me. So before you actually get the number, mm-hmm. you have to like, you have to reach out to me this way. Um, so yeah. I think part of it like really boils down to like what they're saying in those messages. Um, shoot, I lost my other thought. Whatever the case, like what they're saying in those messages, like, you know, how they're really coming at you or whatever. But mm-hmm. I could I could totally hear that. I think for all of us, it sounds like it's a matter of like, we just not right. living in this space. Because right. I think we can't when, live here. When it right. gets to be that, okay. where it's just like, okay, why are we only talking through DMs? Why right. haven't you asked for my number yet? What is it really that you're trying to do? Those types of things. So I get okay. that. Lots of y'all, I be feeling some type of way completely just about the relationships on social media, but that's another episode. So that's okay. So I'll go back to the question that you asked. It has not impacted me romantically with anyone in particular. However, I do think that a lot of romantic experiences happen within. And I think that within, I have had a clearer picture of what I wanted my romantic life to look like in this downtime. Mm, mm-hmm. So in a way, my ro- my romance life has increased, but just not with the partner yet. I think I've given more thought to it than I have in a very, very long time. Um, 
And so I think that in that way, it's been impacted, but not with a, a particular significant other. But also, like I said, it's just was dating has always just been on my agenda, but never really thought provoking. Like, what do I really want this to look like long term? Like, what do I want this to really be? Like, now I have the time to really think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's fair. What about you? Um... Yes and no. So, like we said on the last episode, we're dating, right? We're, well, not anymore. Nobody is. <laughs> I mean, unless you're married, but. Um, so, to some degree. They're still dating. They're virtual dating. Right. They're, they're still dating. So, to some degree, um, I feel like it has, but because it wasn't like I was, I'm like super far. far mm far along in a process with somebody or in a, you know, in a dating relationship with somebody, I don't necessarily feel it. I share some of the same, uh, sentiments as you, but where it's just like, I guess more so being reminded of the things that I already know that I want. Um, I think it kind of just goes back to being told you can't do something. Right. Um, so it's not with, um, necessarily one person in particular, but being like the fact that you can't just go out and go see somebody if you wanted to um, romantically, I think that's more of the thing than like somebody in particular. Um, right. I mean, but it's it's a couple people I'm like, oh, I wish we could hang out right now. But we can't. <laughs> you know. Nikki, are you dating at the moment? No, girl. Okay. I, literally, no. Just, I, I give, I ain't gonna say I give up, but it's, <laughs> it's just so good. Ghetto out here. You gotta throw in the towel. Oh, you like? I was gonna like. It's just, it's just so ghetto and like. <laughs> I, but let me tell you, when you throw in the towel, that's normally when something comes around. Listen, well, I don't know. My towel done been like shredded and still ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a mess. Like I, I, I know like. Previously, like, I, I had, like, a very, 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 very very busy schedule, so I didn't have, like, time for real, but then I feel like when I did give effort, like, it was reciprocated sometimes, and then, like, it's literally like, oh, I met somebody, never mind, like, literally just that quick, that's mm-hmm. how it go, so it's like, now you. I'm just trying to be more intentional about, like, myself, and mm-hmm. just being the best self that I can be, like, and not even in, like, a whole date yourself kind of way, but, like, I'm just continue to do me instead of waiting around for a guy mm-hmm. to come around and hopefully he just you know what i'm saying can catch up to my stride and then we just ride off into the sunset together yeah right now it's just it's just me jesus and the dog that's about Amen. it that's all we get you know Amen. i feel you i think that's how i've been for a while just coasting in that like you know i can't really wait around for anybody um especially like with recent opportunities like I would have friends that would tell me like oh you're gonna go to Paris I wouldn't go to Paris without a man I was just like you think I would wait to nope go to France because I don't have a partner right now like how am I supposed to skip this opportunity so I think my life is just naturally everybody's does it just has to progress with what you have and make the best out of you know your current season and so just seeing what's gonna come along when it comes along mm-hmm. come with me mm-hmm. yeah like i want it i just it's just not 
it's not the focus right now because it's one of those things like it's it's out of my power. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, why focus on that if I don't, if I can't, there's nothing I can do to change. Like, it's not like I'm not putting myself out there. So mm-hmm. until like, I mean, it takes a whole nother person. So until that person comes along, I'm going to just continue to, to do yeah. me. Yeah. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Let me ask this real quick before I move off of this. Do you pursue men that you want? Hmm. No. <laughs> I just feel like. I, I feel like I'm I'm the prize, I, and I know that might sound bad to say. Some people don't agree with that, but it's not. I just feel like I, if I know my worth and I know how dope I am, I ain't got to chase nobody. Like somebody is gonna come along, it's gonna be like, "Dag, she is. This is it." Like, and I just know it's gonna happen. I don't know where he at. We gonna have to discuss it once I meet him. Like, why it's been so long? But like, it, I just I don't I don't know. I just don't feel like I feel like whatever energy I put into something is how it's going to remain. So I don't want to be the person to pursue and then constantly have to chase behind somebody. Like that's just yeah. not, that's not a part of the vision for me. I think I'm, I, I think I may have used the wrong word then. Cause I, I agree with all of that. I'm curious. Do you initiate with the men that you're interested in? You mean like, do I like an Instagram post and then keep scrolling? Cause is that initiated to you? I mean, does that count? I'm not, I'm not I don't know. That's also this also media age. I'd be confused. I think a like is a like just because that's what it's made for on Instagram. So is it initiating? Yeah, I mean, like I I've never been the like sliding a guy's DM type. Because mm-hmm. again, like I feel like if I started, I feel like I'ma have to keep that going. And I'd rather mm-hmm. somebody come to me and then I, you know, either accept or reject and then we go from there. But I I don't know. I've always been weird about that. And I don't know if it's maybe like, I don't think it's a confidence thing. I just think mm-hmm. honestly, like, I want to be pursued. Like I want to be wanted. Like I'll, I'll yeah. reciprocate that energy. But if I got to go to you, I just feel like that's doing too much for me. Courtney, would do you initiate? I mean, we've had this conversation before. I, I have, um, but I'm with Nikki on that. Like if I, like if I see a guy like in the past, I've done a, like I'll, um, order drive order a guy a drink from across the bar but that doesn't necessarily mean I want to date him you know I want to take him home it might just you know simply be a compliment um but I share the same sentiments as Nikki so Nikki you are not weird there is nothing wrong uh <laughs> with that um because I firmly believe in that too like if if I am something that you believe that you want then you will you will okay. pursue me I don't see anything yep. wrong with a woman initiating by any means because like I said it's not that I haven't done it um it's not usually my preference especially especially at this age like when I was younger it it would probably be something more that was uh if we're talking 10 years ago this was something more of like a flirtation uh tactic Mm -hmm. but no (laughs) let me be the one y'all I be initiating when I be seeing men that I like some of them I have to let them know like I, or not even that I have to let them know. I think that I have like a natural desire. When I have a strong desire for a man that I want, he'll he'll know that I'm interested. I think that I make that clear when that time does come. Like I, I try my best, not recently, but in the past, I have tried my best to um, give that person the green light to initiate that relationship. For instance, Courtney, do you remember when... Um, I was dating, uh, I don't even know what to call him on the show, Fruit Columbus. I know who you're talking about. Oh, I already knew. Yeah, so <laughs> I, 
I knew the moment I saw him, I was like, he is one of the most beautiful men I have ever seen. And then a few weeks later, we had started communicating with each other. And not to say, like, I pursued, we, I didn't pursue him at the end of it, but I did initiate that interest. I think I saw him at a mall. And I was like, hey, how are you doing? Like, I've seen you around. Just something like that, just to open up that door so that, mm-hmm. you know, if I saw a window of opportunity, honey, I was going to step through it. <laughs> I, I walked I walked right in. I walked She's right in because... I'm my room. Um, um, I was telling her, like, I saw this man at my job. He's fine. And then a few weeks later, I was like, you know that man I, I told you about, the one we stalked on Instagram? Or it was Facebook at the time. I was like, he'll be over. He'll be over tonight. And she was like, girl, get out. Like, yeah. Yeah. So different strokes for different folks. But, yeah. Um. Sorry, I just distracted myself. <laughs> okay. So, do we have anything else we want to add as it relates to Corona? That do you have any tips for people one tip that you can give people so that they could safely survive the Corona? Oh, yes. So, yesterday, I watched um, DJ D-Nice's uh, Instagram live. Did y'all yes. see that? Mm-hmm. I was so mad. Oh my gosh, that lifted my spirit. First of all, like I wasn't even down. It was everything that I didn't know I needed in my life yesterday. Yeah. It was like, seriously, like being at a party and it's like, oh my gosh, like Michelle Obama here, Oprah here. Yeah. And like just him even like reach 103,000 or 108,000 yeah. people. Like it was just good to see people come together. Every single song he played just hit my little spirit perfectly. <laughs> like it was just what I needed. I was in my living room dancing, like literally sweating from dancing with the dog. <laughs> like just had a good time. But I, I feel like technology, like if I know like the whole coronavirus is so negative, but I feel like it has breeded so much creativity and so much like dope stuff on the internet and on social media from like the group workouts and Debbie Allen's class. And I think today, uh, Miguel is having a concert. Mm-hmm. On- I want th- I know right now. And, oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Right. And, uh, Anthony Hamilton at five. Mm-hmm. And, like, Broadway shows are free. Like there's stuff out here that you can distract yourself that you don't have to kind of like what the, the affirmation was like, it's a choice. Yeah. You it is. Sad about this, or you can make the best out of it. Like, Get, you know, this is breeding ground for starting businesses, starting blogs, YouTube channels, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we have never had time like this before, like ever that you have free range to do it what you want. So mm-hmm. I feel like just use this time instead of being down, like use it for your future. That's at least that's what I'm doing. I don't know about anybody else, but definitely like get on Instagram. Look at whatever like all these people are doing. Take part in it. Be a part of it. Have fun. Make it fun. That's the best tip that I can I can give. Make it fun. I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. I think that it is such um it's such a it's such, it's been such a joy to witness that. It's been such a joy to be a part of a generation that gets to experience this too. Even though there's yeah. some hard with it too as well, but I think that um my biggest tip too would just be to push forward through the roadblocks. I think that's my biggest tip is that when you feel something come up that can be a little bit challenging, push through it. 
I, I just go to extra minute, go to extra 30 seconds, um, ask the extra question, go, go in deep because you have the opportunity and the space to do so now. Now there's not an excuse to run. So many times we get distracted yeah. by something else and we never really had the full capacity or the time permitted to face some of our challenges. And I think that this is a really, really great opportunity to break through a lot of things right now. So my tip would be, um, my tip would be to protect your mental health at all costs. And I say that Mm -hmm. because, um, someone like me, like I said, I haven't really been struggling from that standpoint yet in terms of being indoors and, um, just everything that is being shared around Corona, um, and so while I may not be feeling it right now, I am very aware that by the end of this week or even a week from now, I could be feeling extremely different. But there are some people that are feeling it right now. Lives mm-hmm. have changed drastically for people. You have parents who are um, homeschooling now while also trying to go to work literally during mm-hmm. the same hours. You have people that can't sleep because they're consuming so much social media or so much media in general around all of the things that are taking place. Um, So I feel like when feelings are heightened at this time, this is when you can be your most self-aware because you can see what's triggering you on a day-to-day basis, whether it's work, whether it's the kids, whether it's your spouse, because there are people even without children who are now at home with their spouses Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day where that is not the norm. So you talk about going from, you know, at least having eight to 10 hours, 12 for some away from your spouse um, to being around them constantly. Life just really looks different yeah. for everybody right now. It is it not, it's not what we're used to. So I just think it's really important to um, be mindful of that and do what you need to do for your mental health um, so that you stay sane, especially um, when you come out on the other side of this, because it's not even just about this moment. Things are not going to look different for months on end. Mm-hmm. Like people right. are out of jobs that are going to have to go back and then find jobs because it's not a matter of just working from home. People are getting mm-hmm. laid off because of this. And then we're going to have to go back into a market where there are no jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be mindful of that for yourself and for others. Um, and words matter. So just because your experience is one thing, does not mean mm-hmm. that's everybody's experience. So folks are like, you know, oh, don't panic. Don't do A, B, and C. You know, everybody just responds to the situation differently. So be kind, be patient with each other, protect your mental health, um, and wash your entire bodies. Okay? Just don't be dirty. Listen, you remember when we found out that people weren't washing their legs? And I really think people- this is because people... White people don't wash their chicken and they flush the tr- and they flush flush t- uh, public toilets with their hands. Like yeah. that's y'all. Wait, you Did you see the meme where it was like from now on, uh, we flushing toilets with our feet? It was like a little video, and everybody was responding like, "Well, what y'all been doing?" <laughs> right. So oh I God. firmly believe that this is because they don't wash their chicken and they flush the toilets with their hands. And I, I have interacted with some people that say that the, if they're at home, they don't wash their hands after they pee. And I'm like, what? That's <laughs> this is why we shouldn't potluck. 
Oh, absolutely not. But also, why you need to tell people these things? <laughs> why you want people to know that? Why are you right? Why are you comfortable sharing that? Like I would have told that. Like <laughs> not okay. But I just wonder, like. I think that the reason why people, and it's not even so much that people have a desire to wash their hands now after they use the restroom, it's pretty much a habit at this point. So yeah, over these years, how long have you been going on without really creating this habit, this habitual pattern that you do after you use the restroom? Because you would literally, every time that you go to a public restroom, you would have to think about whether you're going to wash your hands or not. That's gross. That's disgusting. It is. It's just that feet thing, though, Courtney. That's that's essential. Because we know how when you were younger, your mom was like, "Ah, don't, don't, don't you touch that? You flush mm-hmm. that with your feet, mm-hmm. right?" <laughs> so now, who did not be erased, right? Alrighty, a whole lot of food. Mm-hmm. Whole lot. So whole lot let's keep this ball rolling. We got one more topic that we're going to do. Um, before we jump into some more, uh, fun things, um, I think, yeah, Kiana put this one in there, so I'm gonna also let her kick this off. It was your choice for the week. Because <laughs> <laughs> you put, but it, I put it in the group, so the group said that, the I have put in a topic idea, the topic idea was, can black people change their lives? And so this was the interesting concept to me because right now the world is shifting. And before this crisis happened, you know, there, we have been seeing a lot of gentrification happen across the states in everybody's pretty much respective city, especially if you live in a metropolitan city. Um, so I just wanted to have the conversation because there are affluent blacks who do go into these areas and they do buy properties as well. And so I wanted to have the conversation about if we thought that technically could blacks gentrify. Um, so I just wanted to open it up. But Courtney, why'd you choose it for this week? Why, why, what made you want to talk about it this week? Our list was getting low. <laughs> I mean, I always thought it was a good topic. I have feelings about it, but um, that was the main reason. Like from what we had, I was like, okay, I think this is a good conversation to have, especially with the guests. Um, I do feel that black people can gentrify. I see black people gentrifying. Um, I struggle with it a little bit. Part of me is like, get your money. If somebody's going to do it, might as well be you. Um, the other part of me though was like, why go into these neighborhoods, buy these houses that are 40, 50 G's and then they turn around and they are 380. And I'm like, who of your people can afford this and how and what are you doing and I don't know so it's not judgment it truly is curiosity what are you doing to help that same community while they may not be able to buy that particular um house um how are we hoping to stabilize them so that they can be homeowners or that they can um even rent more stably so um that's how I feel about it I Short answer, yes. I feel like black people can gentrify, but it is um, it's, it isn't an easy line to just kind of split down the line like, no, you shouldn't do it because like I said, go get your coin. Um, but on the other side, it's like, to what detriment of the community, too? Yeah. Yeah. 
Nikki, what are your thoughts on black people gentrifying? Um, see, or I, if I, do, or do you believe? I'm kind of like Courtney. I'm a little torn on it because I feel like I feel like us as black people in particular, we deserve everything good under the sun. That's how I feel. So it's like when they go into these neighborhoods and they fix up the houses and things like that. Like obviously, a lot of people that are originally living there can't afford to buy those new houses that they, you know, basically upgrade. Um, but I just wonder, like, how come that same effort wasn't getting put there for the people who were there? Right. Uh, kind of like Courtney said, if somebody is going to do it, I'd rather them look like me. So at least, like, you know, I, I mean, in, in some regard, it could give a little sense of hope to other people that mm-hmm. are around there. Like, you know, this could be you. You can do right. this. Like, not unattainable. Maybe if they see somebody who looks like them in that position, then by all means, um, so I'd rather see somebody who look like me do it than somebody who doesn't. But mm-hmm. um, but also, like Courtney said, I, I would like to see some of those people do some things to kind of get the ball rolling so other people in those surrounding communities can also be, you know, they, they can upgrade their life and upgrade their lifestyles and the way that they live and things like that. Like everybody... I don't know. Everybody shouldn't have to live a certain kind of way if you're in a certain tax bracket. That's just how I feel. But yeah. Well, I agree with you both that black people can definitely gentrify. Um, I actually just me, I'm just going to take a hard stance. I prefer black people to gentrify those areas. Um, just because I, I believe that if anybody's going to come in and really understand the essence of what that community could have been or what it could mean to our community, it would be black people. Um, and I think that a lot of those times, a lot of times those places that people are being displaced from have been longstanding communities within their communities or have been homes that have been passed down from generation to generation. Um, and I think that, you know, there are own little historic districts at, at times, you know what I mean? So I, I do, I do enjoy that part of it. The part that I have an issue with is the displacement piece yeah. of it. Like, so where do the people who were there, where do they go? And I also have, I struggle with the idea that people think that when they tell, when they do displace the communities that do belong to that particular area, um, they want to give them almost better opportunities. And it's who are you to tell me that that's better for them? Who's to say that they aren't happy where they are? You know, I know a lot of people, especially as somebody who's a byproduct of the inner city, those people, a lot of those people aren't unhappy. They may be broke, but that don't mean they're not happy. Those sometimes right. aren't always the same things. Happiness and um, social economic status sometimes don't correlate as we see mm-hmm. people who have billions of dollars who are extremely unhappy. So that that's my issue is that where will these people go? But I do think that when black people do decide to go into a neighborhood that has been gentrified, I do think that it is important for them to understand the social responsibility that they have to bridge those different socioeconomic um communities together because we are still of one community but we just come now the money looks different so I do think that there is a responsibility and I think that in some ways 
some of those larger, predominantly black cities started as black people gentrifying, going and finding those old homes in Atlanta and D.C. and having black people occupy that space. I think that it's important for black people to be prepared when we do see opportunities to buy those, you know, expensive houses for the affluent black people who can to be the ones who do take ownership of those properties. I think that's important that our community learn to do that because that's the only way we're going to keep our land within our own, within our dollar within our own pocket and keep that land generated back to the community within itself. But I do think that there's some negligence in how we treat people from the different socioeconomic statuses once they all bridge together. So I want to quickly take a step back because, um, you know, everybody not may not always be hit. Um, so I was looking it up while you were talking, but I wanted to make sure that I had the proper definition. And I don't know if y'all saw, but I started to roll my eyes because even the term of de- uh, gentrification is starting to be whitewashed. And so I just had mm-hmm. a whole moment and got frustrated. So I saw let's, <laughs> let's be clear that gentrification is all about the displacement of poor people. That is what uh, gentrification is. So when I went to pull it up, it was all about um, people coming in and renovating the area. And so it changes the culture. And while those things happen, too, um, they tried to describe it in this more positive and more whitewashed Mm -hmm. way. So I wanted to. What did they say? Now I want to hear it. um, I can tell you. So the process of renovating and improving a house or district so that it conforms to middle-class taste. Um, It mentions nothing about the displacement of people, and that is what gentrification Mm -hmm. is because renovation could be improving a home. That is not... Renovation and uh, gentrification are two very different things. So that is one. Um, The second bullet that they used is the process of making a person or activity more refined or polite, as if what was already there is not. And so this is what I take issue with is that um, gentrification, again, is about displacing poor people or Mm -hmm. um, the under, it could be the underserved, um, the underrepresented. It could be all of those things. And they typically and historically have been black and brown people. So let's be, also let's be clear on that. So when we talk about black people gentrifying, just make sure that we understand that it is tied to black people displacing other black, potentially other black people, Mm -hmm. um, in which is where the struggle kind of comes into play. Mm -hmm. Which I do think that we all, you know, like we said, um, Keanu, you took a little bit of a harder stance on it. Like if it's going to be anybody, it should be us, but just recognize that what that comes with. And I think the the issue that I take with it too is knowing that now granted, of course you're not going to get as great of a profit, but mm-hmm. to me it's like you could go to some place that is not displacing uh black people because those homes exist as well. You have homes that were built in the fifties, sixties that you could go in, get for, you know, a mm-hmm. lower amount. It may not be 40, 50 G's, but you could renovate that and flip it just like all them white people do on HGTV and still sell to white people and maintain those is, cultures. I think you won't get an immediate profit, but I think long-term you will get Long-term more you will. And, and, and it's, within the community. And I don't think it's that you won't even get an immediate profit. The profit just won't be as large and that's okay because if you did it that way, you could then use those profits to continue to flip more 
and then give back to the community. So I just feel like that there are options out there. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that anybody is wrong, you know, get your coin how you get it. Um, but I just feel like that there are more options out there, especially because I've been lived and seen, you know, seen those communities where, um, you know, you have some outdated homes. Like you could go to Burwick here in Columbus where you could find a home for $150,000 far and few between. But if you flip that home and update it because it's old as hell, then you can certainly turn that into $300,000. Like you don't have to do that down on Parsons. You don't have to do that to the people on Livingston. You just don't. Um, But you could then use that profit to go then help those people and flip properties there, but not make the rent so high. Well, the thing is, is that it's not, they could go do it there, but it's based on the proximity that you are to downtown. So that's another piece of gentrification. The closer that you are to the heart of the city is where they're finding the most lucrative land potential. Exactly. So they could go somewhere else, but it just so happens that y'all built the hood around the inner, the inner city is the Mm -hmm. in the city. Mm -hmm. So now you want to take us out of the city because now you want to be close to the city. The suburbs are no longer, um, appealing to you exactly so then we move out there and it's just a cycle because they're like oh black people coming to the suburbs and then you gotta switch it so but let me just say this this is monopoly um in in a way this is a game this is america let me just say that this is america and so with that being said there are a lot of things that we want to do based off of morals but there are also a lot of cheat codes that we need to know to play the game Mm mm-hmm and so I think that when we can say like, hey, you need to go out and, and you can buy these houses and you should be the person that's going in and doing this to prevent the displacement of your people, which you can still in turn do. But just to say to go buy the houses is not enough. It's, hey, start saving that 10% now from that check that you have. It's, hey, guys, make sure that you're working on your credit to get in a better financial situation. It's, hey, let me make sure, let me talk to you about managing your debt to income ratio because you need to get it down to a certain percentage. So I think that sometimes we give these instructions, but yes, but yet we miss those small steps that we all could be doing to get each other to that point. And I think that those are the conversations that we need to be having instead, not even just instead, but in, in addition to, hey, let's go buy the property. But how can you get there? How can, mm-hmm. how can we go get those properties? How can we make sure that we can buy our own neighborhoods back? It's interesting because, like, uh, during Black History Month, I was planning an event, and I was supposed to work with somebody uh, on doing financial literacy for kids that were, like, (laughs) sixth graders. And somebody suggested that we not do that because they said financial literacy for sixth graders is too heavy. And I'm like... But if somebody would have came to me when I was in the sixth grade and planted the seed, like obviously the seed don't grow when you plant it. The seed grows later on. If we teach kids early enough now that, you know, by the time they get to college, they're not just accepting these loans like like we did just for the sake of having money, not realizing that like years later we was going to pay that money back plus a whole lot of interest. Like if we teach people now there's an opportunity for the future to be different that initiatives like buying back the block or buying up the mm-hmm. block and stuff like that, like that they'll even know what to do with it even further than what we know right now. Like 
And to me, it just makes that much bigger of a difference. It's like if we educate earlier mm-hmm. and even still like educate ourselves, like yeah. because we're, we're grown don't mean that we need to stop learning how to work our finances because there's always another way to make more money. There's always another way to save money, to invest. Yeah. Money. But if you don't know it, you're not going to be doing it. So it's like your community is, is being bought up by people who know how to do it. So, right. you know, have the conversation, be in, have a seat at those tables to learn how to be one of those people. So then instead of gentrifying the neighborhood, you can buy up that neighborhood, keep it looking the way that it looks, i.e. black and brown, mm-hmm. and not have to take those people for their money and not have to displace them out to the suburbs. And like Courtney said, the cycle, like not right. break the cycle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it honestly comes down to just being educated on what to do, because I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know much about the house buying process, but I'm sitting here looking at my vision board and that's something that's a part of it. And it's like, how do I get from A to to C? Right. What all of B in the middle is, but if there's nobody to teach me B, like where it doesn't cost me an arm and leg, where it's convenient for me to do it, like how how else do I get there? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That's, that's I, a good one. I really think a lot of this and not just gentrification, not just gentrification, a lot of it boils down to us having the tendency to chase the white man standard. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to leave it at that. And that'll be that. Kiana, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say that I think that it's an opportunity because I think so many of us have that like-mindedness a lot of us do where that finance and financial um, literacy wasn't open and available to talk to with our parents or for us to learn from with them and so I think that it is important as people who are walking together because we're all holding hands walking on this journey together and it's important for us to share with one another because it's not a secret they know Mm -hmm. it's not a secret and so I think that um, what do I call it? It's, it's, it's information hoarding. It's intelligence hoarding. Our job, at least for me, as I work, I work in education and I always tell people like my job is to plant seeds. It's yeah. not that something may happen tomorrow or that something may happen even two years from now, five years from now, what I've done may have impacted you. And that's what's supposed to matter. But I think that it's important for us to all plant seeds and everyone with everyone that you may come in contact with so that hopefully, you know, that, that garden can blossom. We can all stand strong together because I think a lot of times people know, and we don't, we don't share it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Cause I think sometimes, and I, I feel like a lot of our issues even to this day have a lot to do with like slavery. And it's like once, once we get a hold of something, it's like we don't want, sometimes we don't want nobody else to have it because right. it's like you work so hard to get to a certain place that it's like, why should I just give up everything that I've learned, that I've struggled for, that I, you know, self-educated or taught myself or all of the above when you could do the same thing. But it's like that. And it's not even crabs in a barrel. It's just more of a selfishness as like a, almost like a defense, if you will, like that people just ain't trying to give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but I, in a sense, it's unfortunate, but also in a sense, I get it because I've been in that place before where I've done something. And once it was done, people were like, OK, so tell me everything that you did so I can do it, too. And it's like, right. but but no, that's not 
that ain't how this works. Like mm-hmm. I, I've worked so hard for this, but then, you know, the other part of me is like, if I share this wealth, like this, this institutional knowledge, like this person could get X, Y, and Z and it takes nothing from me. So it's like, I'm torn on, on, on it, but I get it. But yeah. it's like, also, I feel like if, I feel like you value things more when you work for it yourself in the same respect, I feel like sometimes some people just need that little boost, mm-hmm. that little something to get them started. Like they may not know, you don't know what you don't know until you are taught it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like you, I mean, I, th- I think about like YouTube for myself personally, like I didn't know much about it other than I like watching it. But as right. I started watching it, I, I got involved as, as a creator. I'm like, oh man, like I, then it made me want to dive deep. And then, like, if somebody gave me advice, like, unsolicited, like, I wouldn't ask anybody for anything, but if somebody gave me unsolicited advice and it was helpful, it's like, oh, shoot, I didn't even think of that. And then I could go in that direction. But Mm -hmm. if there's nobody to plant that seed, the ground is just going to stay where it is. Like, yeah. Don't stay barren. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys for entertaining my my thought, (laughs) my random thought that I had. Um, But... We are going to... I have a game prepared for us. So we are going to get ready to play the game. Courtney, are we taking a break or are we going right through to the game? Um, I think this time we can go right through. Okay. So the game is a this or that. So this is rapid response. Um, I am going to ask you what your preferences are through this what do i what do i call this like this restful time as we take a break from society so i got a few things that i want to ask you and we're going to try to give you guys what five seconds to each respond okay okay all right so this is surviving the corona corona or but like corona I don't drink, but I'll say Corona. <laughs> bed or couch? What she say? What she say? Are you chilling in the bed or the couch? Ooh. Or on the couch? Couch. Bed. Mm. Are you watching Netflix or Hulu? Ooh. Both. <laughs> Y'all pick one. <laughs> I, can't, I truly cannot. I've toggled between both. <laughs> okay. Hulu for me. Okay. Are you watching on Amazon Prime or Apple TV? Neither. Prime. <laughs> Prime? Yeah, I'm a Prime girl. We might have to switch uh, logins. I got the logins for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, are you reading a book or listening to a podcast? Oh. Well, podcast? Watching a movie? I'm, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you listening to music or watching a TV series? TV. Ooh, that's tough. It's been a little bit. It's been both, but I'll go with TV. Okay. Are you chilling in workout clothes or sweats? Sweats. I don't know the difference. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like... Are you wearing your athleisure? Like, because, you know, some workout clothes, like, I feel like sweats are more loose-fitting, comfy, and then your athleisure, sometimes it's just a little more form-fitting. No, I know the difference, but (laughs) I don't know the difference in terms of, like, they're both used for both. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I find that I'm actually not wearing a lot of sweats. I'm wearing more athleisure. Oh, yeah. That's, if I wear clothes that are... <laughs> That's <laughs> true, too. You know, being, that is very true. Living alone during a quarantine, mm-hmm. adult like. But that that was the last question that I had for y'all. Okay. That was good. Was a little quick, quick little game. <laughs> All right, so we are going to jump into our tips. Then um, we'll do it. this is the portion where uh, we give someone, or in Kiana's case, someone's. <laughs> I love to pick where her own is. How many you got for me Listen, this week? we started off doing someone, so I ain't changed the game. That's what I'm saying, because <laughs> she come with 30. Um, where you can shout them out and give them a tip for the week, much like you do in a restaurant. Um, would anybody like to start as I remember that I need to go find my tip? Oh, nope, I know who my tip is, sorry. Nikki, do you have a tip? If not, I can go first. Yeah, you go first. Let me let me try to find. I got you. So my first and only tip of the week. You you see that first and only the one and only this week is going to go to Madam C J Walker. Ooh. And the reason why I am giving Madam C J Walker a tip is because, and she's going to get a seventy seventy five percent tip for me is because she also planted a seed and this seed um has become well let me just say this madam cj walker's mansion has become a new think tank for women of color entrepreneurs and i think that that is absolutely remarkable so i just wanted to give her a tip for having the foresight um if you guys haven't been on netflix and seen some of her series or completed the series i haven't finished it yet but um Always have loved Madam C.J. Walker and just love that they brought some of her life to light on Netflix. And I just think that I'm, I'm just completely grateful for her planting the seed a long time ago about entrepreneurship and being a black woman. And there's so many of us who aspire to do the same thing. And so that's my tip for the week. Nice. Nikki, you ready or you want me to go? I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I already mentioned my person, but I'm going to tip DJ D nice for sprinkling joy all over the world this week. Um, and just using his gift that God gave him to just come into our, our houses and just, you know, break up a little bit of the, the, the negativity that we had. Uh, I'm giving him a hundred percent tip. Like it, it was everything that I didn't know I needed. And, uh, I, I think he's going to continue to do it. Yeah. So definitely make sure y'all, y'all check that out. Cause his, Everything that he did was just amazing yesterday. It, it hyped me up. It got me ready for today. It was still on there. So that's like some good cleaning music. Like, it's just motivating. So shout out to DJ D-Nice for that. All righty. So mine is going to go um, kind of tagging along on with who Nikki's tip was. Mine is actually going to go to um, one of my favorite couples. Uh, you're not going to be able to name a better duo maybe until I get married, but until then, oh. <laughs> um, oh. this is it. Um, but I'm going to shout out my homies, my Bobcats, um, Devin and Taria. Devin did a set today as well. Devin is a mm-hmm. DJ. Let me not just um, categorize him as just that, but that is part of his background. Um, he has a music background. He's a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and today he did 
a virtual day party. And when I tell you it was every single thing because his wife, my homie Taria, was in the background um, with multiple outfit changes. If you know Taria, she is one of the flyest out there. So sis was in the background holding down her man. Um, When it was shot o'clock, she poured him a shot so that everybody could take these virtual shots together. She came through with at least five different outfits. And then to put the icing on the cake, we had baby Justice who came in with a couple uh, outfit changes herself. Sis came in with her fur. Okay. She came in her Sunday's best and they really shut it down. Devin played all the music. I was here for it. Um, if y'all need me to create a brunch menu for, for next Sunday, let yes. me know, okay? These are going to be the options. Y'all go out and get them groceries now so we can be prepared for next Sunday's day party because I'm hoping, I believe they are, but I'm hoping that they do it again. So shout out to Devin and Taria, um, the Jay-Z and Beyonce of OU and or wherever, just like... <laughs> I'm not going to limit y'all to the bricks. So shout out to y'all. I also give them a 75% tip. Thank you for um, making today fun and making me feel like that I was at a day party with a whole bunch of, with a whole bunch of the homies. Almost felt like being that black alumni. So I wasn't able to make it. I had to um, go out and get some groceries our last day before we shut it down in, in Tennessee. But um, when I saw that Devin was doing that, I had to post it on the page. So for those who are listening to the show and have seen that post, that's what we're talking about. Make sure you are there next Sunday so that you can partake in the party. Yes. All right. Now we are on to brunch spots. Do we have any new brunch spots that we want to share? So I have a brunch spot that I want to share. I haven't been, but they have shown us love on our page. So I'm here to return the love. And so my brunch spot for the week is Milk and Honey Atlanta. So if you were in Atlanta, I would definitely go check them out. We featured them on our page, some of their brunch photos, and they've recently shouted us out. And so I just want to let you guys know that if you're in Atlanta right now and you want some brunch or throughout the week you want breakfast or any other decadent soul food that I think that they just kill, um, go check them out and definitely go, go order a home order. You can go pick up and deliver. Don't forget some of these businesses and restaurants are still open, still patronage. If you can still support, if you can. Um, so I'm giving milk and honey Atlanta our tip and you can find them on social media at milk and honey ATL. All right. Nikki, do you have any brunch spots? Yes. So um, one that comes to mind is Jones's in Philadelphia. Mm. Uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend their uh, fried chicken. I don't even like fried chicken, but I like theirs. I don't know who grandma they got in the back. Yeah, I don't like like fried chicken personally, but I like theirs. Um, I don't know who grandma recipe they got or she back in the kitchen. (laughs) I'm still stuck. (laughs) Go ahead. And I don't even eat meat, but... It's so good though. Um, I, I don't. I'm just not a chicken person. I know I I, I go against every stereotype. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, I actually did my birthday there this past summer. So whenever like the world opens back up, um, 
I highly recommend going to Jones's. They uh, have, you know, like their mimosas and most like most brunch places. But the chicken and waffles is bomb.com. That's all I've had there. So I can't really attest to nothing else. But (laughs) it's so, so good. That's fire. Next time I come to Philly, um, I know you are in Jersey, but we definitely have to get brunch together. Yes. I got a couple spots that we can go to, but Jones is for sure. Sabrina's is another one, but that's another conversation. But yeah, Jones is for sure. Dope. Dope. All right. So I'm going to, um, what's the word? I don't know, but I don't have a brunch spot, so we're going to rest on y'all's too. <laughs> Here we go. You're going to pass the brunch spot. Yep. Y'all are. That's, that's like Kid Fury and. Um, yep, yep. We might start doing that. Y'all tell me y'all brunch spots and I'll start passing those because yeah. since be in the house, even pre Corona. Right? So. Um, well, all Nikki, right. I, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for giving us your time during this downtime. You can be doing a lot of other things because you still are doing plenty of things. Oh, yeah. Um, so thank you so thank much you for joining. Yeah, this was thank fun. Thank you. This was a good time. Yes. Where can people find you if they want to know who you are, more about you? They want to follow some of this style guidance that you be giving it, giving it up on Instagram, working. Where can they find you, sis? They can find me on the Instagram at, at Pretty Nikki, and it's P R E T T Y N I C I. Don't give me no K in my name. Ain't no K. Um, <laughs> you can find me on YouTube, same name, Pretty Nikki. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. It's Pretty Nikki across the board everywhere. Um, but for now, you can find me at the crib till Corona. <laughs> and maybe even a week after, because right. everybody Listen, needs record- we got to recovery let it clear. time. Yes. Let the air clear? Yes. Let it, let it rain and clear it out mm-hmm. first. Yes. Let it rain and wash yes. it out. All right. Hey. Y'all better. <laughs> All right, y'all. This was fun. It was fun. Let me give you guys the social media handles and then we are out of here. You can find us on Spotify at Bitches Love Brunch, SoundCloud, Bitches Love Brunch, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us, you rate us, you review us. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And then if you're looking for us on social media, we are on Instagram, Bitches Double Underscore Love Double Underscore Brunch. You can find us on Facebook on Bitches Love Brunch. I just created a nice little link tree too. So if you just go to the Instagram page, you can find all of those streaming platforms right there for you. So thank you guys. Y'all stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your legs. Wash your chicken and flush the toilet with your feet. (laughs) And just because we in the house don't mean you ain't still got a shower. Thank you. Thank you. I I understand it gets a little hard though. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Bye (laughs) y'all. Bye guys. (laughs)